Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Prayer House Podcast. Our mission and vision is simple, to spread the good news and the gospel to the ends of the world and to do it by building a community whose foundation is Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you guys enjoy this message and that it is a blessing to you. Um, Prayer House, excited to be with you guys. Um, it's been a minute, but I you have no idea. Uh, I have thought about you and I have prayed about you. And that comes uh, out of a sincere honesty that I have, you know, um, I've honestly wanted to check up on uh, on you guys, but that really hasn't come to fruition. But I'm so excited to be here um, and speak with uh, speak to you guys uh, in a way, following up and checking up on you um, based on uh, some of the things that I talked about last time. And I'm sure um, many speakers have um, repeated over and over and over again. Um, about, uh, if you guys remember correctly, last time um, I, I spent a, a lot of time talking about spending time with the Lord and sending your mind on the Lord and focusing um, your attention to, to be in God's presence and not limiting your time to be in the presence of God and see uh, the fruit that bears out of that. Um, so quickly with me, if you would turn to Lamentations chapter 3. Um, I'm going to read from verse 25 to uh, 29. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Yet there may yet be hope. Um. The Lord is good to those who wait on him. Um, And I hope that in this season uh, that you guys have been waiting on the Lord, that you guys have been sitting with God, having conversations with God. I love that you're gathering together as a community and doing this together. And uh, as we heard earlier, you know, uh, Friday mornings, waking up and spending time together in the presence of the Lord. But if this becomes... If, if you can make this a daily routine to be in God's presence, whether it's waking up early at 6.30 a.m. or staying um, up late um, and spending time with God and not limiting the time uh, with, with the Lord. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, it says, do not be hasty to leave from his presence. How many of us are, are rushing out of you know, God's presence and we don't, uh, we don't, Take the time to spend with the Lord and hear God's voice. The only way you can know the voice of the shepherd is to what? Spend time with the shepherd, to be in the arms of the shepherd, to to listen to the voice of the shepherd when he gives instructions. So anyways, uh, I want to really underline uh, the fact that um, in in the verse, it says, it is good for a man to bear, uh, that he bear the yoke in his youth. Uh, so, um, we're all young, I'm young too, and I want you guys to know that before it is too late, there's a saying, you can't teach an old dog what? New tricks, right? I'm not saying it's impossible, what I'm saying is it's, it is much harder. Right now in your youth, you have, you have, you may be, you know, uh, constricted with time with your school stuff with and a lot of you might be working and 
A lot of you have um, things at home with your families and churches and schedule is jam-packed. But if you continue to keep your routine jam-packed without the Lord now, it's going to be much harder later to find time with the Lord when things get you know, when you're, when you're busy with work and then you get kids and you get, well, yeah, the order is when you work and married and kids and, and all these things, right? Like, um, and, and, and then you're trying to find time with the Lord and it's much, much harder. So I, I, I hope that this becomes a reality, that it is good for a man to bear the, not just a man, but a woman as well. It is good for us to bear the yoke. What does it mean to bear the yoke? Um, and so I want to kind of underline five major uh, marks of one who is bearing the yoke of Jesus Christ. Five major marks of a true disciple of one who bears the yoke of Jesus Christ. And um, I don't know if I discussed this before on the last call, but if you know what a yoke is, um, you know, it's, it's one of those wooden posts that um, you, you put on the oxen. And uh, the farm, what the farmer does, he's, he takes an old, older ox, ox and, and then he takes a younger one that needs to be broken in, and he puts them both under one yoke, one to the right and one to the left. Now, the older ox knows exactly what to do. He knows, uh, you know, which direction to go, how fast to go, whether to turn right, turn left. He's, he knows exactly the plan because the farmer has, uh, um, has taught the, the oxen this thing. So now the younger one, though, needs to be broken in he needs to get these th this instruction he needs to know what to do where to go how to go but the tendency of the younger ox is i'm high energy i want to i want to like run i want to do like so many things and and be involved in a lot of things and the older ox is like hold on slow down there young one you know let's let's take this one step at a time and here we are you know prayer house like here we are i have the tendency as well like the next thing pops up and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I want to do that. And then, and then the next thing and the next thing. And, and we're just ADHD over here, you know, like all over the place. But God's like, hey, first of all, did I tell you to go do this? Did I instruct you? Did I, did I even, is that what I want from you? You know, and a lot of times we're just doing things, but we're not hearing the instruction of God, Right. And I want you to really understand when you bear the yoke, there are some marks, some uh, realities that begin to unfold in your life and my life. As, and it becomes, uh, it becomes natural to us and because the nature and character of Christ is beginning to grow in us. And that's the, that's the key, right? As Christ is the older ox, as Christ is the one that's leading us, and when Christ tells us to go straight, we go straight. If Christ tells us to slow down, we slow down. If he tells us to speed up, we speed up. If he tells us to turn right and turn left or hold on or stop, we do what the Lord is instructing us to do. Number one, uh, one of the, uh, number, the first mark of one who is um, bearing the yoke, he is in love with the word more than he's in love with anything else. Okay, turn with me to Job Chapter 23, um, verse 12. Job chapter 23, verse 12. It says, I have not departed from the commandments of his lips. I have treasured 
his words, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. You can consider, if you're, if you're a foodie, you can consider the food as food. But if you're, if you're, a, uh, if you're on social media or, or like 24-7, or if you're, you know, uh, uh, talking to your friends 24-7, or if you're um, checking up on, on, on sports or whatever it is that, that your heart is drawn to, if that is taking the place of falling in love with the and treasuring the words of the instructions of the mouth of the instructions that come from the mouth of Jesus Christ, then we have fallen, we have failed, we are defeated in our walk with Christ. We need to come to a place. Um, prayer house, let me let me just be straight with you, right? One hundred percent real. We need to come to a place where we treasure the instructions and the scripture. And put that as the love of our life because scripture is God-breathed. This is the heart of God. If we don't love this, if, we're, if our investment, our time is invested in other things, if it's invested, if more of our time is invested in education than it is in the presence of God, then we're failing. If more of our time is invested in our job than in the presence of God, then we're failing. If more of our time is invested in our relationships uh, than God, then we're failing. If more of our time is invested in how to make money uh, than it is to, to spend with the Lord, we're failing. If we do not treasure the instructions that come out of the mouth of the Lord, then we fail. We have failed. This is the very first mark of, this, of, of one who's bearing the yoke. We treasure what the older ox is telling us to do. We treasure that. We fall in love. We're like, you know, we're, we're one who says, you are the teacher who has come from God. And I'm here to shut my mouth and listen to you. That is so key. The second thing, and I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this. The second thing is repentance. Um, it, is, it is turning away from your sin and, and the ways of the flesh and is walking in the ways of the spirit. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. We'll start in verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, guys, if you haven't spent time with the Lord and asked God to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, it is so absolutely important. And I am not talking about just the aspect of speaking in tongues and the Pentecostal version of, of being baptized in the Spirit or being filled in the Spirit. I am talking about this aspect of knowing the voice of the Lord. Because, okay, if I'm walking in one direction, I need to know if that direction is right or wrong. And the only way to know if that direction is right or wrong is to have the Holy Spirit instruct me moment by moment. In order for that to happen, I need to be filled from the top of my head to the soles of my feet with the Holy Spirit guiding every single step that I take. You need to have, if you want to know, if you want to have, you know, in Revelations, uh, when and when Jesus said uh, to the church who overcomes, I will give the secret or or the manna, right? Um, it, it's secret manna that's inside this 
book, right? It's revelations inside this text. And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal things inside this text that, you, that no pastor can teach you. That none of us who is, who is speaking week after week, day after day on prayer house can teach you. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal those things to you so that you can what? So that you can walk a life that is powerful as ambassadors for the kingdom. But before that can happen, we must repent of the ways of our flesh. Right? My desire for the things of the world must die. It has to come to nothing. Let me ask you a question. The prodigal son, when he came back to the father, did he come back to the father out of 100% pure repentance? Take a moment and think about that. Did the prodigal son come back to the father out of a, a heart of repentance? He didn't. Actually, the prodigal son realized that the father's servants were getting better food and better stuff. And he's like, well, if they're getting that much, how much more could I get if I go back home? You know, how much more blessings could I receive if I go back home? And it's not out of, oh, what I did was wrong. It's not out of, oh, I need to change my ways and, you know, uh, turn away from the things that I did, the, the, the taking, taking my possession and, and leaving my father. He came back because he wanted the blessings back. He wanted the things. Okay. Let me, let me tell you something. Um, our ambitions remain shallow until we become selfless. Okay. Whatever you have, whatever goals and ambitions you have in your life, all of that remains shallow until it becomes selfless, okay? What that means is if I want to uh, be a doctor, until that ambition to become a doctor becomes selfless, then it's shallow. If I want to become an engineer or if I want to, you know, be the, the next, next Elon Musk or if I want to be the, the next uh, Jeff Bezos or whatever it might be, I don't care what it is. Whatever your ambitions are, if I want to serve, if I want to, if I want to clean the trash at the church, if that ambition to do that is a selfish ambition in which all I want is for people to see what I'm doing, if that's what it is, it is still shallow. Even your ambition to serve can be shallow if it is not selfless. God wants humble. What does it mean to be humble? Humble people. Okay, turn uh, with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. At the proper time he may exalt you. God wants to exalt you, not above another man, not above another woman. God doesn't want to exalt you above the president or above the king or whoever. God wants to exalt you above your flesh. God wants you to be exalted above the desires of your flesh, which means when I see, uh, um, if, if, if I'm on the computer and I see something that's, that is tempting 
the moment I humble myself and say, God, I cannot do this without you, I'm humbling myself and God then will give me the grace to be exalted above that desire. You understand? God wants to exalt you above the desires of your flesh. But in order for him to exalt you above the desires of your flesh, you have to humble yourself and say, Holy Spirit, I, I can only, I can only do it with you. I cannot do it without you. And he's teaching and training us moment by moment. Listen, you might have a gym trainer who's training you how to get fit and, and you know, look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But if the Holy Spirit is not your trainer in, your, in the secret place, in your closet, training you moment by moment, day by day to overcome your flesh, then we are not going to be physically fit, spiritually fit. <laughs> We're not going to be spiritually fit. He wants us to be spirit. He wants us to be mature in our faith, not to remain babies. Babies continue to make mistakes. As we grow, if we're still making the mistakes the two-year-old is making, we're, we are not growing as a Christian. Let that be so, like, like repentance, repentance, change of mind, turning from one thought, one uh, a way of thinking to God's way of thinking, from your way of thinking to God's way of thinking. Turn back with me to Romans chapter uh, 8, we'll read verse 12, 13, and 14. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit you put, but by the, if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You will live. Go read Revelations chapter 1, 2, and 3. To the church who overcomes, they will live. They will they will be the ones who will rule with an iron rod. They will be the ones who will receive the manna. You want to be the church. You are the church. It's not, it's not the building. I told you this last time. It's not the building. It's not the worship team. It's not you. You are the church. You represent Jesus Christ. Another... Um, I kind of touched on this, but another mark of a, of a disciple is a life of humility. One who can say, I, I am, I'm submitting myself to Christ, under Christ, under the Lordship of Christ, under the King who is Christ. What does it mean to submit yourself under the King? It's like nothing is yours anymore. Nothing is yours. I submit myself the king, I, I was at the uh, grocery store the other day, and as I was walking in to the grocery store, the cart pusher, um, the, at this grocery store, uh, they, they, I, they hire um, uh, disorder, like uh, just incapable people, well, not 100% capable, mentally capable, um, just with maybe some mental disorders or, or, or disabilities or things like that, just... Um, and I noticed that the card pusher, she was 
probably one um, who wasn't just 100% there, just in, in her mind. And she was pushing the carts. And as I got to the door, she got to the door too. But before she would let, uh, before both of us could cross the door, she immediately put her head down as she was pushing the carts. And she didn't look at me eye to eye, but she stopped. So I could enter first. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I should stop. What, what a mindset of hers to stop, even though she probably doesn't understand what she's doing. She probably felt insecure, actually. And she put her head down to let me pass. I thought to myself, I need to stop. Who am I that I should enter the door first before the cart pusher? Let, let her enter the door first. A sense of humility should run through our veins that we are nobody. It doesn't matter if you make $500,000 a year or $100,000 a year or $20,000 a year. Who am I? Who am I? God wants, God really wants us to humble ourselves and say, if I want to live, I need to live as Christ lived. I need to be one as Christ. When Christ washed, he bent down and washed the disciples' feet and said, and, and in reality, this is God. God washing the feet of the disciples. That's the mindset we need to have. Another mark of a, a disciple who's bearing the yoke is one who has pure joy in the face of affliction and the face of suffering. One who has pure joy in the face of suffering and affliction. Turn with me to James chapter 1. And it says in verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let the steadfastness have its full effect. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What does that mean, prayer house? What does it mean to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing? The only person that was perfect and complete, lacking in nothing is who? Jesus Christ. He is the only one. In order for us to also be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, just as Jesus faced suffering, in the face of suffering, he counted it pure joy. Why? Why did he count it pure joy? Because in the face of suffering, he received, uh, he, he reminded himself that he's not dying for himself. Setting your mind, uh, another mark of the disciple is one who sets their mind on things above. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Let me ask you a question. Two things. I want to ask you two questions. First one is, as you're living in this world right now, right, you are living with your, the eyes of your flesh, and you see and you compare. Well, that person is more good looking than I am. Well, that person makes more money than I do. Well, that person drives a better car. I'm driving a Corolla and that person is driving a Tesla. Or, you know, that person has, uh, is better dressed or has a better education. And, and we begin to compare ourselves in a worldly mindset. It's, it's completely out of the flesh when we begin to compare ourselves with other people or the things of the world. And, and we look at um, this $100,000 house and then we see the $1 million house and we begin to compare. Let me ask you a question. When you set your mind on things above, what does that look like? Imagine now you're in an airplane 50,000 feet up, 30,000 feet up. Can you tell the difference between the $100,000 house and the, the million dollar house? Can you tell the difference between the Corolla and the Tesla? Can you tell the difference between the, the well-dressed person and the not so well-dressed person? Can you tell the difference between the educated and the uneducated? Can you tell the difference between the cart pusher and Jeff Bezos? Can, can you tell the difference when you're 50,000 feet up? If you set your mind on things above, all of this, all of this in this world is nothing. It is nothing. Now, how do I bring that back down to earth? If I am poor, I count it pure joy because I know my, my inheritance is in eternity. And if I am rich, financially rich, I remind myself that all of this will fade away one day. That this is nothing. That if God asks me to give, I give generously. It is not mine. If God asks me to sell my house to support 20 uh, orphan kids in Africa, sell the house. Remind yourself, remind yourself, whether you're poor or you're rich, that all of this on earth, do not compare. Find it in your mind. Do not compare. Let me ask you another thing. And it comes back to repentance and turning away and dying to the flesh. And this will be the last thing. I think I'm running out of time. Um, dying to the flesh. If there's a dead body in front of you and you kick the dead body and you scream at the dead body and you stab the dead body and you curse at the dead body and you spit at the dead body, what will the dead body do? How will it respond? It won't. Why? Because it's dead. A lot of us are facing trials and 
struggles and temptations and but we're responding out of the flesh and god's like stop responding out of the flesh if you're dead to your flesh and if you're living by the spirit you respond as the spirit responds you actually don't let these things affect you because these things are momentary these trials are to produce in you character and steadfastness so the steadfastness will produce in you the nature and character of christ the righteousness of christ that's what god wants let me let me ask let me ask you another question if you begin to praise that dead body and if you begin to uh say oh you're such a wonderful like it, this is great if you begin to do those things like you're 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 a great dead you know like you're you're awesome you're smart you're wise you're you're a wonderful singer and you begin to do all those things how will the dead body respond it won't it won't respond it won't respond. Why? Because it's dead. How are we letting the world affect us and how are we responding? Mm-hmm. Prayer house, let the nature and character of Christ begin to grow in us as we begin to spend time again, bear the yoke in our youth. And we spend time with the Lord to hear the voice of God. Let that be a reality. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share the word of God. And I'm continuing to pray for you, continuing to keep you guys in my prayer. Um, And I cannot wait to see what God has in store with Prayer House. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray over you today that the word of God touched you and transformed you as only his word can. Rate us and leave a review if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching, keep listening for his voice, and we'll see you again next time, fam.